We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Um, and to such an inferior opponent. <laughs> I just can't. Something's wrong with the system if I'm losing to you by this much. That's how I feel about it. <laughs> this is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast brought to you by RotoWire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For news, rankings, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, head over to RotoWire.com slash soccer. And now, here are your hosts, Mike Gottlieb and Andrew Laird. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. I am your host, Mike Gottlieb, and with me, as always, is Andrew Laird. It's Tuesday, which means that it's time to react to some nonsense that happened last weekend. Uh, I apologize in advance if I cough all over you, Andrew, but uh, I'm feeling a little under the weather today, even though it's been nothing but 60 to 70 degrees and sunny in New York City. Well... Uh, thankfully, we're doing this over Skype, so it would be quite a cold if you got me sick from there. Well, I can't say I didn't warn you. All right, let's. Uh, we may as well react to the biggest news first. Leicester have a chance to win the Premier League next weekend. Whoever would have thought anyone would be saying that anytime soon. Uh, they won for nothing in combination with Spurs one-one draw against West Brom. Uh, actually, between those two games, Andrew, which one would you like to react to first? And then we'll take the bigger picture next week. 
I think we can effectively say that they the Leicester match, not that necessarily the scoreline, uh, but we certainly had uh, Leicester winning that one. Uh, whereas I think the Spurs West Brom match was, uh, you know, it's not shocking. It's not like they they got crushed by West Brom, but that was a humongous opportunity and uh, they blew it. So um, yeah. And Kyle, Kyle Martino on NBC Sports put it very well. Uh, he said, you know, the last thing you want to see when you absolutely need a win is a team run by Tony Pulis. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they just got nothing going. And uh, reading some of the, the match recaps, it sounded like the crowd uh, didn't really show up. Um, kind they of nervous. Uh, I, well, it didn't sound so much like that as they expected to win. And didn't think that much needed to go into getting, you know, helping the team. Uh, and as much well, as you think that, you know, yeah. so, whatever garbage that, that is. Ways. But Let me react to that in two ways. One, they're professionals. Uh, two, I watched the game from, from front to end. And the crowd was there in the beginning for sure. They were starting to get nervous in the second half because West Brown looked like a completely different team. And they were coming close. Like it wasn't just like this was the first chance they had, and it happened to go in. That is not true. In fact, uh, I think uh, Gareth McCauley hit the crossbar on a corner, uh, not not that long from when they actually did score, and Craig Dawson did score for the second time in that game. Um, so the warning signs were there, and I think that the Tottenham fans were feeling that added pressure because, you know, they had to win, and if they didn't get that second goal. You know, there was no there, there was no guarantee to them that one was going to be enough. Yeah, I thought it was kind of funny that uh, a lot of people were saying how, you know, it's better for Spurs uh, playing after Leicester because they know uh, they'll know what they need to do. And it's like they they needed to win anyway. Like, yeah, th- there was never going to be a point where they were like, we're going to be good with a point here. You know, they needed three from there on out. And knowing that Leicester won, I think almost put more pressure on them because, um, you know, it's like it, it went from yes, we need to win to keep pace, to uh, you know now we're gonna we're gonna be out of this if we don't win, yeah. which I think is a little bit a little bit different. And um, they they didn't. <laughs> Simple as that. Let me well. Well, let's break down the game itself, though. Um, so Christian Eriksen got his assist on the own goal by Craig Dawson. Yep. Uh, Craig Dawson also got his own goal assisted by Correct. Craig Gardner. So uh, basically, for me, what uh, Harry Kane hit the, Harry Kane hit the post early in the game, mm-hmm. and I think it was Eric Lamella. I think it was I think it was Lamella also hit the post at the inside of the post too. Uh, so it wasn't like Tottenham weren't creating chances either. I mean, it was just it was just one of those games where you know a fraction of an inch here or a fraction of an inch there, and the results different either way. But at the end of the day, I think the draw was the right result. And what was surprising to me is just how different West Brom was in the second half, and whether they choose not to play that way all the time or they can't play that way all the time. I don't know what the what the issue is there, but that was a, a, a good team to watch. They were still solid at the back like a Tony Pulis team is, but they were very good getting forward, and Tottenham just weren't ready for that, I don't think. Yeah, I, th- I mean, 
That's a good observation. Uh, I think uh, it's almost like once they, once those shots started hitting the bar and then uh, it was like, maybe this isn't our night. And it's almost like they just gave up. And, and maybe some of that is because of that Pulis defense that, that stepped up, but we kind of had this whole, like, well, they have not nothing to play for. And uh, like you said, West Brom very much looked like a team that had something to play for. And Spurs looked like the one that, was just trying to get through it, which is kind of weird because they're obviously they were in the title race. It's what's interesting is I've never thought of Tottenham as a team that likes to get the ball wide, cross it in, head the ball in. But you know, Erickson's been doing nicely at set pieces. Eric Lamella's actually looked consistent this season, which is a stunner. Yeah, definitely his best season in, in England. Um, and they have width. And what was surprising is they have a really good wide player who is a right back who can send crosses in very, very well. <laughs> and they don't play him, even when strategically that would have been, I think, the right move. But, I mean, it's hard to blame Pochettino on tactics here. It's just shots, some shots that could have easily gone in just didn't. And it's just a bad time to have one of those games. Yeah. I mean, when, they, when you have a season of the ball correctly going the three inches left instead of right and you have one game where they happen to go right uh, it's tough to to complain about that but yeah. uh the the odds of kieran trippier playing uh, in this <laughs> match were were about equal Slip. to you playing in that match so so i'm not sure it's worth bringing him up uh, what we should bring up is that we may have seen the last game of deli alley uh-huh. who has officially been charged by the fa for punching claudio Jacob and uh with that comes a three-match ban, and there happen to be three matches left in the season. So, and and if he fights it, it would be silly. Yeah, totally. Um, uh, it's especially because in in appeals they can actually give you more. Mm-hmm, they don't. Mm-hmm. So he, I think there's a better chance if he goes to appeals that he gets more than he gets less. Yeah, that was pretty blatant, and it was and it was to a part of the body that you really shouldn't be punching people. <laughs> uh, Mike Goodman who was at Grantland and now is at ESPN tweeted a great line about something like, I wonder, I, I'm anxious to see how the FA gets around punishing him. Uh, Cause they obviously wanted this title race to keep going, but uh, with Spurs not getting all three points, it's, it's over like Deli Alley's not going to, going to make a difference. So it's almost like they're, they're okay suspending him for three games now because it's over. And to be fair, they have other options too. I mean, it's not like the, <laughs> And sure, Kelly but Alley still, is, he's a young player of the year. Congratulations to him for that. Right. And Twenty-four uh, hours later, he gets suspended for the rest of the season. Yeah. Well, I mean, early vacation. I uh, tweeted something out today about that, and somebody responded with, "At least he's not going to get hurt before Euros." And it's like, well, that's yes, that's a great way to look at it. If yeah, if you're he, an if England he fan, plays. Um, here's here's another point to be made here. One of the loud chants during the game was Arsene Wenger, we want you to stay. Yes, it was. Uh, first of all, kudos to the cleverness of that. Secondly, your reaction well, – you know what? Let's go to Arsenal because they had a nil-nil draw against Sunderland. Very uninspired, to be honest. Uh, is it time? We've had this conversation already. I mean, it's it's been time, and – no move will be made until Arsene Wenger decides it's time. But my well, before they still had FA Cup aspirations. I think they were still in the Champions League. Uh, if I mean, granted, I think it was against Barcelona. They had no chance. But uh, 
now with, you know, even the top, even Champions League is not assured yet because with City drawing Real Madrid in the first leg of the semifinal and Liverpool still in Europa, if they both win, they're, Arsenal's done. Yeah, I, I'm i not sure they're, they're really thinking that Man City will beat Real Madrid in two legs and then Bayern or Atletico. So, but either way. Um, the, what you need to look at is who would replace him. And the only name that has like seriously come up in the last few years was Jurgen Klopp. And he's not moving from Liverpool. And Jose Mourinho would never go to Arsenal. And, I mean, Laurent Blanc maybe sp- sp- stay with a Frenchman. But uh, it's just not... Arsenal doesn't get involved in these, and Wenger has shown no uh, interest in leaving. And so talking about it, I think, is it's a waste of time. We can come up with much more ridiculous things to come up with than that. All right. Well, Leicester, if they do – well, that's the one last point on Leicester. If they do want to win the championship next weekend, it will be without Jamie Vardy, who got an extra game suspension. Yes. Uh they are going to the place that is the toughest place to win. Yes. And the toughest place to score a goal specifically uh, to Manchester United. Obviously, they're going to miss them. It made my rankings very difficult to do this week. And even though even though they won four nil against Swansea, that's a different beast than Manchester United, who, you know, don't want to see a Premier League champion not named Manchester United celebrate at Old Trafford. Yeah. It's my it was my uh understanding that that was their biggest scoreline of the season. And yet they only had 29% possession. Yeah, that's that's nuts. Um I would be perfectly fine with them not winning the title this weekend so that they can win it at home the following weekend. I know you would be okay with it. I don't think I think that the longer this goes, the more pressure builds on Leicester and I don't know if they want that. I think they've proven that the pressure means nothing to them. Um, and so if you can get a point this weekend or none, so be it. And week 37, you welcome Everton. You get Vardy back. You get to do it at home. I mean, that I, I don't they can think. Also, they, they can also have the honor guard at home to celebrate, which would be just as special. I guess. I guess. I'm not sure that's just as special. I think the celebration is post-match when you actually win the title would be better for those fans. Now, on a personal note, let's do let's do a little shenanigans. If they win and Arlo White is commentating the game, <laughs> does he just run out onto the field? Just and rip his shirt off and just start skipping. <laughs> just skip the commentating part? Yeah. <laughs> um, I assume he's doing that game, the Everton one, because it's a, it's a 12.30 Saturday game, like for 12.30 Eastern time for us. So, uh, I fully would expect that's the game he's doing, uh, which, yeah, that would be awesome. I bet he cries. You know what? That's the reason why it should be against Everton. Because how special would that be? Uh, 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 a child from Leicester commentating the game that when Leicester wins the Premier League out of uh, in Leicester, mm-hmm. just, that would be that would be a very special yeah. moment. We're just assuming that he's doing that game. I mean, he very well could be doing the United Leicester one. Um, this he weekend, probably but... he'll, he'll probably do every Leicester right. game from here on out. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how you could be a producer and think that he deserves to be anywhere else. But yeah, that's um. So yeah, I 
I agree that rankings would, are going to be tough. I haven't done mine yet for this week, but uh, I don't know. That that's At Manchester United, like you said, is a very, very tough place to play, a very tough place to score. So um, we'll see. Yep. Can't get three points without one goal. Right, right. It, it, that, that, that is one thing that is statistically impossible. Mm. All right, other things to react to. Um, Chelsea. Me, fine, Let's we'll go with that. Eden Hazard returns, scores twice, looks great, but it's Burnmouth. <laughs> um, I was, we were talking earlier today, and I was saying how I was listening to our Friday podcast, and you thought Burnmouth could win. I did. And you thought nobody from Chelsea would care? And I did. There would be no effort from anybody over twenty-one, and um, I think you're. I, I, I just got the teams wrong. I think you're a little jaded at this point. I think you've had an. I think it would be best if you didn't watch them anymore. Because anytime <laughs> nothing makes you happy with this team now, because either like Pedro or Hazard score, and your only thought is that should be Kennedy. No, and my like, thought, that's disappointing. My, my, my thought <laughs> is, where was this effort all season? Right. Even worse then. <laughs> because the, it's, I it's, feel bad. Well, what's obvious is they quit. Like they quit on the coach and in turn quit on their fans, quit on the season. And, you know, for let's say for a guy like John Terry, this could have been his last chance. Let's hope it so, is. I, I, uh, it's just one of those things where it's so disappointing. It's something you would never, or sorry, not, not, not never rarely see out of an American sports team. Hmm. Well, I, maybe the Sixers, hmm. maybe the 76ers. Well, that's just the opposite. That's like institutional losing. We've seen uh, plenty of teams give up on coaches and then come back and play well, but the, not like this. Uh, I think, I think that's incorrect. Maybe it's just because I'm paying more attention because it's my team. Anyway, Fabregas three assists, bossed the game completely. Yes. Uh, it was. Fabregas now has more assists in 2016 than Mesut Ozil. Uh, I think everyone has. I think we have just as many as Mesut Ozil, don't I think we? He, no, I think he has two. Okay. I, so, I went back because I thought it was zero, but I, I believe he has two. Um, anyway, Simon Francis got his assist. Yes. Hurrah. Who I had in my DraftKings team and I may have taken out, actually. Whatever. Yes. What it does is it confuses the plan for next season for Chelsea. Mm-hmm. You know, because Willian scored, Pedro scored, you know, all the guys that you should have been having as your attacking midfield three all season. Right. Um, yeah. Theo Costa, nowhere. <laughs> I'm anxious to see if he stays. He meaning Costa. Uh, I doubt it. That's the one I'm most curious about. It, it, especially because this week Tammy Abraham, or sorry, not uh, Dominic Solanke, come, came out and demanded much higher wages, even though he's never played for the first team, which basically is saying, hey, get me on the first team or I'm out. Yeah. Good luck with that. Um, well, my, my point is get him on the first team now. See what he has. What happens to end Hazard's move to PSG if Mourinho takes over? Uh, he won't go. Can't happen, right? No, he won't go. So he stays at Chelsea? Well, I mean, Gusinic already says he's going to stay at Chelsea, but Real Madrid want him too if they don't have that transfer ban. Yeah. I'm not sure why they would want him. Like, where does he play? Well, there's... 
PSG have also approached one Cristiano Ronaldo. Well, no, no, no. I, well, Hazard's not going to play for Ronaldo, and Ronaldo's not going to PSG. But, like, where does Hazard play at Real Madrid? Uh, wherever he wants. That's not true, though. Probably the number 10, if I take a guess. Um, He's done it before. I don't know about that. I don't know if that's... I don't know. I I think it's a really good problem to have. (laughs) That's 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 what I'll say. Would you rather have Hazard uh, at Real Madrid or Mahrez? If you don't think there's room for Hazard somewhere, there's definitely no room for Mahrez. (laughs) I was going to say there's no room at at Real Madrid for Hazard because Mahrez is there. All right, let's move on to something a little more tangible here. Uh, that's just <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Liverpool 2, Newcastle 2. Uh, Rafa Benitez got another point. Sure did. Uh, that relegation that relegation table is getting closer and closer and closer. In fact, Sunderland, I believe, have jumped. They're out. Yep. Uh, yeah, I think the – I mean – they Sunderland have a game in hand as do and Norwich. Norwich. Yeah, so uh, we don't want to get too crazy about it. Uh, that being said, um, I think there. I think one of them has the game in hand against Chelsea. Um, that that's not true. Norwich plays Sunderland, Everton. Sunderland, Sunderland plays Chelsea in game week thirty-seven, but the game in hand situation is they play Everton in the extra game for, and Norwich plays Watford. Um. Right. Right. Um, I don't know. So I almost find those are all those are all equal in my in my mind. But um, the we didn't talk too much about Arsenal Sunderland. Uh, the only thing I wanted to add to that is that uh, both teams, despite being uh, rather limited, both teams had like a decent number of chances. I think Jermaine Defoe hit the post. Um, so it's almost like their own futility is the reason that that ended zero zero, not necessarily um, good defending, but it was a definitely a good point for, for Sunderland and the yeah, Jermaine Defoe also looped a chip yeah, just wide, just wide. Um, but um, so yeah, the, that bottom of the table uh, is going to be really fun, but I still don't see how Norwich finishes ahead of both Newcastle and Sunderland. So, for Arsenal, were you happy? No. Distraught? No, that was a dis- ridiculously wait, horrible performance. Wait, wait, wait! You didn't let me finish. Sorry. To see Jack Wilshire return. Oh, I, um, it's it's funny you say that. Uh, Scott Pianowski uh, from Yahoo is an Arsenal supporter as well, and um, he doesn't have the highest opinion of Aaron Ramsey, and with the way Ramsey has been playing recently. Uh, the Wilshire for Ramsey swap makes way too much sense. And uh, I think Wilshire looked pretty good in his limited run out. So uh, the problem is that you just worry every single time he's on the field that he's going to get hurt. Um, but as long as he doesn't play like that, then they should be okay. But yeah, he, I, he should start because Ramsey has been awful. Rumor has it that Jack Wilshire is, and I quote, well on track to start for Euro 2016 for England. Uh, Roy Hodgson apparently was like saving a spot for him. Like he, there was a possibility that he could miss this entire season and still go to Euros, which is, <laughs> which means a guy like Danny Drinkwater wouldn't. Which is just exactly, exactly such a, such a mistake. Um, but yeah, I think Wilshire's going to get as much playing time now as he can handle because 
he's got to he's got to get fit for Euros. Yeah, he'll get injured first. Uh, but both uh, Manone made six saves and Czech made three. I, mm-hmm. I kept I, I said it last week on the podcast. Manone is yeah. more than serviceable, and I would start him against Arsenal. Yep, you got that. You definitely got that one right. Uh, Czech was the reason that Arsenal didn't lose. Um, he made a few like game saving plays that uh, David Ospina would have let right in. You just want to dig that in? And, I did. Uh, I did. <laughs> right. That's why I wanted to go back to that game, just to throw a David Ospina dig in. Yeah. Well, another thing I got right was Dusan Tadic playing against Aston Villa. He scored twice. Yes. Uh, and Aston Villa, the pressure was off, and they scored twice, which mm-hmm. is great, but they let up four goals. Yeah, Fraser Forster play didn't turn out to be that great. But, um, yeah, the like, where was this Tadic all season? Cedric played too, and yeah. Brian Bertrand, and yep. they both got assists. Yes. I, uh, well, Tadish just hasn't gotten the starts. I know, but like, why not? Like, what? What's the reason that um, that he's been stuck on the bench if he can do this? Like, a, it's got to be an attitude thing, don't don't you think? I I guess, I guess I don't know. I really don't. He seems like the kind of player that you either need to play him or or sell him because. Um, Wasting away on the bench is just so unnecessary. Uh, I, I, it's not unheard of for. I mean, I don't think Saudi Mane will be there next season, who also scored. Uh, so he could just slide right into Mane's spot. It's one of those things where he, I think he'll get more playing time next season because there's going to be a lot of departures, right. and, I'm not, and I'm not sure if he's one of them. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, they they looked fine and. Um... Shane Long's season rolls right along. Yeah, Shane Long. Do you think he's the most surprising player of the season, non-Lester division? No, Ozil's 18 assists. That's still very surprising. Remember, he's been much maligned up until this season. Yeah, uh, I'm not, I mean, obviously that number is very high. Um, But, like, if you went into the season and somebody said Mesut Ozil is going to lead the league in assists, like, you wouldn't think that that was nuts. Uh, what I would think is nuts is uh, Eden Hazard's first two goals of the Premier League season <laughs> came on April 23rd. Yeah. That's pretty surprising. Yeah, that's pretty surprising. Um, I don't know. I just feel like we we could have gone in this season. We probably did go in this season thinking no, Shane Long Deli, wasn't even Deli, a starter. Deli Alley, possibly. Oh, no, actually, you know what? He ruined his chance for double-double. Yeah, he did. I'm just saying Shane Long, nine goals, four assists. Like nobody nobody saw that coming. Nobody saw him even starting. Uh it's up there. I'll say it's up there in yeah. terms of the fan of the fantasy stuff. Uh non Lester division, of yes. course. Uh yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I mean Dimitri Paye's season has also been one that you probably couldn't have predicted. Yeah, I Guys I was very coming high. into the I, Premier League, I was I'm not very sure. High. I was very high on him and Andre Ayew, and I was I was right on one of them. Yes. So, kudos to me. <laughs> uh, we have one more game to talk about, and that is Manchester City 4, Stoke nil. This was everything we thought it would be and more. Um, Stoke? I not just scoring twice. Yes, yes. Um, I Going back to our... Uh, Friday pod or yeah, our Friday podcast. I was pretty clear that there was no way Sergio Aguero was going to play, 
and um, the same with Kevin De Bruyne and another swing. Like, I can't believe how much Aguero is playing. And he was, as you said before this podcast, absolutely invisible today against Real Madrid. And I wonder if all of, you know, I think he's played four games in the last 12 days or something like that or yeah, well, whatever I, it is. That's that's way too much for, for him. That I, He shouldn't have been playing in this Stoke match. Perhaps, but the reason why he was invisible today was because he was extraordinarily isolated and Pepe and Sergio Ramos, yeah. they, can, they, can ha- they can handle him alone. Yeah, I guess, I guess, but. I don't know. I I would have uh, would have preferred to see him sit this past weekend. But yeah, Ianacho looked really good. Uh, David Silva got hurt today, and Ianacho came on for him ahead of Raheem Sterling, and apparently got a pretty sizable ovation from the crowd. And I wouldn't be surprised if Ianacho started from here on out. If he, I mean, if, if he plays out wide, would you want him? Or if he, or are they going to go four four two? Yeah, they would go four four two. That's what they did on on against Stoke. Yeah, it's. I I wouldn't be too enthused. Not I, I just wouldn't be too excited. Mm-hmm. He's I mean he's going to be cheap enough everywhere that I think he makes like a solid play. They play at Southampton this week, at Southampton who just gave up two goals to Aston Villa. In garbage time, but yes, okay. <laughs> well, in fairness, one of at least one of Ianacho's was in garbage time, so. Yeah. Well, to be fair, every minute played against Aston Villa is good. <laughs> well played. But, yeah, Stokes uh, really, I mean, is that 12 goals in their last three that they've allowed? I think it was three straight. Not was... good. And a, lot, it's, and, and a sizable number of them are coming on set pieces. Mm-hmm. And, and they've done, like, nothing to uh, to score themselves that much. Like, that's, I think that's what uh, was a little surprising. They started Yosulu up top and Mami Diouf on the wing, which is, like, one of the silliest things i've seen in a while yeah it's 12 to 1 they've been outscored in the last uh, three games in fairness liverpool spurs and man city uh and they close out sunderland crystal palace west ham so theoretically it should get easier but um not that west ham game and i'm not sure the sunderland game this weekend is going to be that easy yeah so i I think when we do our podcast uh later on this week you're going to hear a lot of sunderland names hmm uh, well, actually, yeah. yeah no, I actually, no, that's there'll right be, during the There'll slate. be three, maybe four. There's no way you could pick more than that. It would be Defoe, Kazri, Yedlin, Manone. Manone, yeah. Barini. I'm not sure, I'm not, you're not really going to play Barini. Probably not. And you probably aren't going to pay up for Van Anholt. Probably not. Um, Actually, in the peripheral stat leagues for defender peripheral stats, Lamine Kone has been yeah. tremendous. Yep. Good call. And Jan Kirchhoff, too. Yeah. But he plays the holding midfield role. Right. Eunice Kabul returned for some reason. Mm-hmm. Shut down Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, he did. Single-handedly. Mm-hmm. That ex-spurs in him. <laughs> oh, just... <laughs> Okay, I want to extrapolate to a bigger point here for next weekend. Um, especially because one of the feature games, actually defeat one of the feature games, not the feature game, but the last game of the week is Chelsea Spurs, which normally would be very entertaining, but it could be nothing. Yep. And for the what what what, would, what do you think your strategy is going to be for that Sunday Monday slate? Um. 
Would you take anyone from that game? That's a great question. Um, I looking at the other matches, uh, I would probably go pretty heavy on Man City at Southampton and Liverpool at Swansea. Um, however, uh, that Liverpool one, we could see some squad rotation because they play Thursday in Europa. Um, but I still think those are the two games to focus on because Man United Leicester just has either one nothing or zero zero written all over it, and I, I don't see Harry Kane scoring a hat trick against Chelsea, which is you'll need at least two goals from him to to justify whatever price um, he'll be. Uh, he'll probably be the second most expensive forward behind Aguero, and Aguero might not even play. Uh, so. I'm not sure. I mean, Willian maybe. Uh, he's pr probably pretty expensive, though. Um, I know it's a good question, and because it's the Monday game, you you pretty much only have your two utility spots to play with. Um, it, it's it's an know. interesting it's, question. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting. In fact, question. those games are all over the place. It's seven a.m., nine oh five, eleven thirty. Ooh. And and we'll and we'll get to that. We'll get to that uh, in our later podcast uh, later this week. I just want to touch on one more thing. We didn't really get into depth about it, but uh, we, we should do that now before we sign off. Uh, but the Liverpool-Newcastle game, a lot of interesting names on that score sheet, uh, like one Adam Lallana, like I picked in my lineup, and you picked Daniel Sturridge, so they got on the board for Liverpool. Mm -hmm. uh, Poppy Cisse uh, got a, uh, <laughs> scored one for Newcastle, which I poo-pooed last week. Yeah, I was going to say, throw it right. he must have listened to the podcast. Yeah, motivation. <laughs> And uh, and someone who you made fun of, Jack Colback, also scored. Yeah, <laughs> so, I uh, I was doing my lineup, um, and uh, I had Lalana in there, and I was just looking at it like, am I really gonna take Adam Lalana? There's so many better options. I switched over to Musa Sissoko because I was like, he does a lot more. Lalana's just Lalana's floor on DraftKings is so low. Um, He's like it's astonishing how low it is because like he literally could like get zero tackles, zero crosses, not take okay. a shot. He's and, got a forwards floor at a midfielder. Yeah, it's weird. And uh, so I went with Sissoko, and as soon as he scored, I was like, I'm, I'm an idiot. <laughs> and uh, the person who assisted both those goals I had in my target yeah. best eleven that crushed you again. Uh, Alberto Moreno assisting twice. And what's interesting to me on the assist board here is. First of all, Jorginho Wijnaldum got on the board finally. Yes. Only with an assist because he can't score on the road. Um, and Vernon Anita, who is still a midfielder by position, but he's adapted very nicely to right back in something where we talked about it last week, and I think it will continue. Daryl Yamat may not get his place back. Yeah. The, uh, I see no reason uh, for Anita to, to come out of this lineup. The only – I mean, moving him up uh, – you know, I, I guess you could try that or or move uh, Janmat up, except that that's Andros Townsend's spot, and he's been arguably their best player. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'm not sure Janmat has any any place in this team right now. And it's not like he needs to get fresh for Euros because the Netherlands didn't make it. That's uh, that's so disappointing. Um, who do we blame for that? Van Hall. Yeah. Yeah. No, wrong. Goose well, hitting. Hitting, right. Right. Um, I will use this moment here before we finish up to um, congratulate you on absolutely dominating me in Taga. Like we've been doing that. Taga came out with a new 
um, app a few weeks ago, and they have this great thing where you can challenge people one-on-one. It's basically the perfect 11 game, but you can go one-on-one with people. And you're you're murdering me um, every week. And I don't know why I'm picking all of the wrong guys, but you, it seems like uh, I went into Monday. I, had, I went Spurs heavy, which uh, obviously came back to, to bite me in the ass, but um, it made me realize that I just don't like the Taga scoring system that much. We were kind of chatting about it earlier today that there's such an emphasis on chances created that um, you don't even need to score goals. Like I think a chance created is you get basically half the value of an assist for a chance created, which um, that seems like a lot to me because that would almost you would almost assume that half of the chances created turn into assists and it's it's like five percent or whatever it is i mean mesut Ozil just set the single season record for chances created at 100 and was it 140 130 somewhere in that range and he has 18 assists um dr john defend yourself yeah we need dr john to come on and me, i mean clearly it's just me complaining because i keep losing but it's um, such an inferior opponent. <laughs> I just can't. Something's wrong with the system if I'm losing to you by this much. That's how I feel about it. <laughs> and on that note, we'll end this episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My, my thanks always to the classically inferior Taga opponent, Andrew Laird. <laughs> I'm Mike Gottlieb. We will catch you later on this week where we will preview a full normal game week 36. Talk to you then. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.